Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Hey guys, welcome back to Go Your Own Way, the podcast where you listen to us go through stories and sometimes die and sometimes live. Wait, but we in live? Real, we real, in real life, we usually live. Usually. I don't, think, I don't think we've died in real life on the show yet. There's always a first, guys. Maybe it could happen in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so who are our guests on this? Or not guests. Shit, We're man. not guests. We're here with Whoa. you every I, Wow. It's, I apologize. It's been a long... It's We've been off this show for over a month. What I meant to say was, who are our lovely co-hosts for this show? I'm Jen. I'm Eric. And I'm Peter. Oh, nice. We all just sound so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm not good at excited. I'm excited. I missed you guys. Aww. I missed you guys too. He. Well, we took a nice long break for the holidays and most of January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What Martin Luther King Day? Yeah. yeah. No, there you, you go. You can't work the Martin Lu- the week before Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's our logic. If you don't agree with us, you're racist. That's right. So, last time on the show, we played a little story called Clover 7 Ace Attorney Episode 1 Turnabout Museum! Um, In this episode, we're actually going to play the sequel called Clover 7 Ace Attorney Episode 2 The Party Killer Turnabout! Without an exclamation mark. Aww. But hopefully it'll be just as exciting. Yay. And this is, of course, found on ChooseYourStory.com, as with, I think, all of the other ones we've done so far on the show. Yeah. Although we have been talking, um, listeners, about getting some actual books to, to, to play on this show soon. So hopefully that'll be a thing. This might be a thing, guys. And I'm also kicking myself now because last week, I think, uh, I went to... Powell City of Books in Portland, which is like a city block that's a whole bookstore and it's huge. Nice. And I'm kicking myself now for not looking for these kind of books there because I'm sure they have them. Oh, I'm sure if you they, asked someone there, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, right over here." Because they have like they had a whole section of multiple aisles just for like weed cookbooks. <laughs> so they had pretty much everything. Weed cookbook. If you so, wanted to buy one of those and send it to me, you could. Oh, I'm sure you have plenty Just there already. Saying. They, yeah, I can buy edibles, I guess. There's no reason for me to make my own. <laughs> <laughs> or you can, why don't you write your own cookbooks? Ooh. Or no, dude, a choose your own adventure cookbook. Has anyone <laughs> um, ever done that? How would that, how would you picture that working? Like, you've acquired a chicken. <laughs> what would you like to do with the chicken? No, it, it could be that could be a thing. And we apologize, listeners. We're completely not getting into the story yet. But like, let's say you have like either one meal, like it's a dessert of some kind, or it's like a three course meal, and you have to choose different things. And depending on what you choose, you end up with like a meal with like different th- things changed about it. You know, like is the chicken grilled or is it fried? I don't know, like stuff like that. That just sounds like making decisions. (laughs) 
But this could be for one of those times where you're like, man, I really don't know what I want to eat, but I want to eat something. Yeah. So like, choose your own meal. <laughs> there we go. That could kind of work. I actually, yeah. I kind of want to think about that now. <laughs> anyway, we should get into our actual story and not talk about crap. Although, <laughs> we, the, 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 the line is very blurred here. So. Future fantasy projects. <laughs> Before we start, should we choose our characters again, or um, should we choose? A, should we continue the characters we used in the last, in the first part? Uh, because I remember that. I well, I I can look them up. I because I wrote them down. Oh, wasn't it Jen's job to tell us all to shut up? Yeah, I think that shut was up, her guys. job. <laughs> well, that's just her job, regardless. Right. <laughs> So Jen is was originally Jack Nicholson's character from A Few Good Men, but then <laughs> turned into Judge Jen. Eric was Macklemore. Oh yeah. And I was Judge Judy. Oh, I gotta go get my Macklemore hat. Oh, on. I can't mackle without my hat. Mackle is a verb. It is now. Wow. The more you mackle, the Shut up, Peter. Um, okay, so we have those characters chosen, so let's go ahead and start the game. Right. Um, who's reading this one? Did we ever decide? I guess Jen. I am. Jen's okay. reading it. Um, and the last, and the last one, it gave us the code to start the second one. Yes, because we the realized code that we can. is court. Correct. Yes. All right. Hopefully, I spell this right. It's four letters. Five letters. <laughs> I can't count. Oh, Never mind. <laughs> Password accepted. You've gained access by proving. That's how you spell proving? I'm pretty sure that's wrong. That you've beaten hmm. episode one. Well, either that or you got the code from one of your friends who has. That's right. I'm talking to you, you cheaters. <laughs> All right. I think I... Rem- we remember how the courtroom stuff works, so let's get going. Investigation one. I just want to make a quick note that in this password accepted page, he calls it Clover, Clover Seven Ace Attorney Episode Two: The Birthday Turnabout, not the Party Killer Turnabout. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> Is that the actual title? You don't know until you unlock it. I guess <laughs> I don't know. It's the secret true title. Now the story must do our bidding because we know its true name. (laughs) Alright, let's do this. January 6th, outside the Monument Theater. The dark sky sets over Washington, D.C. It is no surprise considering the time. The full moon brings out light, almost as if it is a dim light bulb. Clover finds himself... Oh, right, Clover's a dude. Clover finds himself walking down the concrete pathway to the dark, unlit movie theater. He begins to wonder what is going on as he approaches the doors. I don't get it. Ed told me to meet him here tonight to discuss a new case, but I don't see him anywhere. And the theater is so dark, it looks closed. Hmm, let me see. That's funny. The Monument Theater is not supposed to close for another two hours. Hey, the door's unlocked. Maybe they're just having electrical problems. Better go in. Ooh. Ooh, uh, it won't let me click on the next thing. 
Oh, you have to pick up all of that stuff and put it in your inventory. Oh, jeez. Okay. Let's tell our listeners what's going into our inventory. We are taking the evidence, the attorney's badge, um, my profile, um, and the profile of Edward Green and Alan Lanigan and Steve Korndoff. Aren't those characters from the last one? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Hmm. Good memory, Peter. That's why this is a sequel. All right. Well, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Inside the Monument Theater. The inside of the Monument Theaters was not so dark as it seemed. Once inside, the now showing list with the different movies illuminated an eerie red glow. Chairs were under the tables like normal, and besides the lights, nothing seemed out of the ordinary. The lights suddenly came on as several figures quickly rose. Surprise! What? (laughs) Happy birthday, Clover! Huh? Oh, hi, Ed. Hello, Alan. What's going on here? Did you actually throw me a surprise birthday party, Ed? Should we, since there's multiple characters, should we each, like, choose one? Please do. Okay. (laughs) Um, I will be... Ed, I guess, plus <laughs> Don Ofrito later, because it kind of switches to that. Cool. I can be Alan. Nice. Okay. And maybe the judge. Nice. When the okay. judge rolls around. When the judge comes around. Isn't that a Johnny Cash song? I'm Should sure be. It is. Right. Um, so I guess, Jen, you can be Clover. Okay. So, so Ed. you said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> And I assume you told Alan, right? He sure did. Did he also happen to tell you, Alan, that today is not my birthday? Question mark? Ed, my birthday is not till next Friday. Um, I threw it today so that it would be uh, a bigger surprise. You forgot again, didn't you? Dang it. We've been friends for years, and you can't even remember my birthday. (laughs) Sorry, Clover. I don't remember the details. I'm more of a big picture guy. Whatever. So you actually convinced the workers here to throw this? Question marks, character. (laughs) If by convince you mean pay, then yes, he did. Huh? Who are you? Oh, I'm sorry. How rude of me. My name is Matt Donofrito. I work here, and I'm the one in charge of setting up the party. Well, thank you, Mr. Donofredo. I am Clover Seven, defense attorney. Nice to meet you. Please enjoy the party. Hey, wait. Before you go, I need to ask you something. Yeah? Who's that guy sitting over there? Oh, that's just Mr. Sanfu. He got stuck with the late shift and isn't too happy with the boss right now. And how about that girl, talking to him? Can't say I know who that is. She probably don't work here. Hmm. Nah, it's probably nothing. She's probably <laughs> here to see movie, after all. No reason to be paranoid about it. <laughs> oh, I just got completely southern by the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to put on a southern accent. We'll see how it goes. All right, Ed. Well, as long as this is all set up, why don't we just hold the party today? You might as well. You already spent your money. 
Good. Here, Clover, have some cake. Thanks, Ed. I can be Sanfu. <laughs> the man who was on the late shift, Mr. Sanfu, walked over to where the party was being held. Hey, you guys wouldn't mind if I had a piece of cake, would you? It's alright by me. Help yourself. Thanks. The man walked over to the cake and began cutting himself a slice. Hey, Ed, is there anything to drink around here? Yeah, there's punch right over there by the cake. How did you not see that? Because <laughs> Clover's blind. Uh, <laughs> Clover walked next to Mr. Sanfu and got himself a cup of punch in a styrofoam cup, then walked back to Ed and Alan. Water, water, hot, hot, hot. Donna Frito ran over to Clover and Ed and quickly snatched Clover's cup, guzzling down the punch as if he had just struck oil. Ah, much better. Sorry about the scare. I helped myself to some of the hot peppers on the table by the cake. Hope you don't mind. They also made my voice southern. That's why I'm sounding not southern anymore. Ah, uh, not really. But could you please give me some warning before you swipe away my drink? You scared me to death. Sorry, those things are really spicy. Well, no harm, no foul, so that's okay. The party went on for another half an hour before Clover, Alan, and Ed all decided to go. Clover thanked Ed and Alan for putting it together, and the theater staff for letting them. The next morning... Dun, dun, has, dun. Has the writer ever been to a birthday party? <laughs> I was wondering that. <laughs> like, there's cake, punch, and hot peppers. Yep. And it lasts 30 minutes. <laughs> Alright, so the, the next phone one. says, the phone says, ring, ring, ring. Huh? Uh, oh, the phone. Better answer it. Click. Who wants to be Clover, green? what took you so long? This is the third time I've called in the past five minutes. Oh, sorry, Ed. <gasps> I guess my alarm clock blurred. I guess my alarm it's clock It's okay, it's early. Broke. <laughs> so, what up? You've got a new client. Her and I, her and I are waiting. <laughs> um, she and I are waiting at the detention center right now. Grammar Nazi. I know. <laughs> uh, I can't believe he actually accepted a new client without even consulting me first. Well, that's Ed for you. I'll be Sorry. there as quick as I can, Ed. Just wait there. Click. Guess there's only one thing to do now. Which um, is ironic because there's two choices. Yes. So we can oh. examine or we can move to the detention center. Examine what? I... It seems like we should examine, if only to see what we're supposed to be examining. Okay, examine. Why would I need to examine my own house? There's oh, not really on. much here to see here. I should probably get back to the matter at hand. <laughs> that adds nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's go to the detention center. Oh, that's a lovely picture. Yeah. Very high resolution. Yeah. Clover, where have you been? You need to get information before the trial starts tomorrow. Sorry, Ed. So, where's the client? The guard went out. The... Blah. It's, er it's, it's early, Clover. Sorry, I'm still waking up, too. The guard went to get her from the back. She just completed her questioning. Good. Now, let's see who we got here. 
A young woman dressed in pink. A young woman? Sorry. A young woman. <laughs> <laughs> She's three young women in a very large pink dress. Nice. Walked out of the door inside of the detention center door behind the class. And isn't that the woman we saw at the monument theater last night? Come to think of it, you're right. Hello! Yes. <laughs> um, hello. Good morning. Excuse me, but are you <laughs> going to be my attorney? Hell yeah. <laughs> so we need to get some information before the trial starts tomorrow. So you wouldn't mind asking us a few questions, would you? <laughs> I said that wrong, but whatever. <laughs> Not at all. Alright, let's find out her name. Well, I guess before we do anything, I'll need to know your name. Well, of course! My name is Jennifer Molyneux, but everyone calls me Jenny. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Seven. Nice to meet you, Jenny. Isn't Molyneux, isn't that the last name of the bad guy in the last one? It is indeed. Oh, dang. Uh-oh. Spoilers. Wait a minute, did she just say what I think she said? Mr. Seven, is something the matter? I don't remember ever telling you my name yet, Jenny. Um, well, I... Don't bother trying to hide it, Jenny. There's only one way that you would have known my name, and I have the evidence to prove it. Well, they could have told her his name while they were waiting for him to get over there, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Alright, so... What piece of evidence proves that Jenny could have known Clover's name? I think that Alan Lanigan profile. It mentions it mentions Mr. Molino's name. I think that's the one. Yeah. Alan's hey. profile? Yes. But isn't he confused that she knows Clover's name? Well, yeah, but we need to... They, yeah, um, I think it's Alan's. Because right. Alan was the... Uh. Take that. Here, this is the evidence that proves it. Alan's profile reminded me that it was your father who was sent to jail because of my defense. So, you don't know! So you do know. Oh, you do know! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I didn't even notice that their last names were the same. Nice job, Clover. It's true. I am the daughter of Mr. Molyneux. So why? Why did you choose to have me as a lawyer? I'm not mad at you for putting my father away in jail. Not at all. You did your job. You found the truth, and that's why I chose you. You have a keen eye for detail, and I need some defending. Oh, baby. (laughs) Wow, what a life. We're going from prosecuting a Molyneux. No. No. Whatever. To defending one within a few weeks. Okay, that's settled. But I'm still gonna need some information, Jenny. Of course. Alright. So, should we talk about the crime, or why you? I'm interested in the crime. The crime, yeah. Crime. Okay. Ding! 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 So, basics first, I guess. What exactly is the crime here? Yeah. We don't even know where to investigate if we don't know about the crime. Of course. 
You are all familiar with Mr. Dada Frito, correct? I saw you two talking to him last night. You mean the guy who stole my bunch? Yeah, I know him. <laughs> well, apparently, he was killed by a slow-acting poison that takes approximately 45 minutes to kill the victim. His body was found in the staff room around 9.20, which would make the time the poison entered his body around 8.20 to 8.40. So was the poison in the punch? Uh, hope not. Yeah, that... I don't know. I don't forget any some bitch drinks my punch. <laughs> so, Green says, Dang, must be a pretty strong poison if he died on the spot. <laughs> Approximately 45 minutes later. Next question. <laughs> Ding. So, why did they arrest you? Because I had a staff room key. Question mark? But Mr. Donofrito said you don't work there. I don't! That's why they think I did it! But how did you get the key in the first place? Brad Sanfu. He wanted me to fetch him something in that room while I was there one night. I simply had forgotten to give it to him before I left. That's why I was there that night, to return the key. You mean, that one guy who was at the party? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Well, I... At least we think we know now why they suspect you. Now all we got to do is... It, uh, now all we have to do it is figure out who did it. Right. So if we were from the South, <laughs> what would our voices sound like on this show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's continue. California, dude. <laughs> I used to, I I still say dude way too much. It's a problem. (laughs) As long as you don't sound like a stoner when you say it. I try not to. (laughs) I think we've asked everything we've needed to ask for now. Do you have anything to ask, kid? Not that I can think of. Okay, good. Then let's get investigating. Wait, before you go, I have to give you something. What? An autopsy report? The police told me to give it to my lawyer. Very well then. Thank you. Good luck, Clover Seven. You might need it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Hey, Clover. In all the excitement, I forgot to give you your birthday present. You bought me a present, Ed? Nope, even better, I invented you a present. Oh boy. Here, it's my handy dandy lie detector watch. A lie detector watch? Yep, it could tell you whenever somebody is lying through their teeth. T H E R E T. Well, that's cool. The only thing it can't do is tell you the time. But. Ain't it a watch? Did I mention experimental? Cool. Thanks, Ed. Well, come on. Let's try it out. You have never won a case. What? The watch sizzled and sparked until it suddenly stopped and apparently malfunctioned. Darn. That always seems to happen since last time. Last time? (laughs) 
Uh, you tell her, Clover. I'm getting tired of telling this story. <laughs> okay, Ed. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh? I assume that's what that set of symbols yeah. means. Yeah. It happened about a month ago. Ed had just finished creating his newest invention, the all-in-one kitchen knife. He had been working on it for weeks, hardly even putting it down to sleep. When he finally finished, he immediately sent it to the company that buys and markets his inventions, Inventors Creed. But before they would accept it, they demanded it was tested, and rightfully so. Ed found a willing woman who would test it for two weeks to make sure it was safe and worked. She signed the liability waivers and everything, so she couldn't sue the one in a hundred chance it malfunctioned. Really is too bad, though. (laughs) Because apparently, Lady Luck rolled snake eyes. The invention malfunctioned, and the knives cut a vital cord in her leg. She became paralyzed from the waist down. Ed hasn't sold an invention since. And the sad part is, not including the part where she got paralyzed from the waist down, is I don't even remember who it was my invention hurt. Jeez. Wow. Cold. Come on, Ed. We better get going. I bet it was Jenny's mom. I bet it was Jenny's mom. Now we can go to the... Detention center. Yeah. All right. Should we examine this guard, dude? Ooh, examine the guard. Ooh. Poke him with a stick. (laughs) That guard hasn't moved for a while. I can't but wonder if he's okay. What's this? He's not blinking either. His eyes aren't moving, and he's completely motionless. Duh. He's a statue made to look like the real thing. It appears that the real thing must be on a lunch break, and is trying to scare the criminals with a statue. What won't the police department sink to to get a sandwich these days? Commentary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to the Monument Theater. Ding. Wow, a bunch of investigators are running around, looking everywhere for clues. They're T-H-E-R-E examining everything that could <laughs> even possibly have allowed poison to enter Donna Frito. Excuse me, sir, this is a private zone. No entry allowed. Huh? It's you. Huh? It is you. Yeah. Don't tell me. You're the one who is defending that sorry excuse of a murderer. This is too perfect. You're doomed, Seven. I will get my revenge in sweet time, and by time I mean tomorrow, in court. (laughs) Well, that is sure a strange way to say hi. Anyway, you have to leave, Clover, until the police are done with their investigation. You know, Corndorf. I was here last night, around the time the poison supposedly entered the body. But that makes you a clear suspect! Gods, arrest him! Bring him into questioning! (laughs) That is a negatory, sir. Our security cam showed that T-H-E-I-R is no way he could have poisoned Mr. Donofrito. Darn! And here I thought I was going to get my revenge in a different way. Ah, well, I shall still get my revenge, Clover. Next time. (laughs) Dang, I didn't know prosecutors can keep a grudge so long. It's only been two weeks. Um, well, yeah, but still, 
Leave now until our investigation is complete. We need definite proof of where that poison entered the body and when. Darn. And here I thought we could get some investigation done. We'll just have to come back later. So, what are we going to do now, Clover? Well, to our knowledge, the only people at that party last night were was you, me, Jenny, Donna Fredo, and Sanfu. Guess that means we gotta go ask Mr. Sanfu some questions. Where's he? Mr. Sanfu is located at the <laughs> police station. I right think now. I was supposed to be the guard, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you can finish it. <laughs> they should be finishing questioning soon. Go have a look. Thanks. Oh Did you guys God. notice how that guard looked a lot like a woman? <laughs> <laughs> a very manly woman. <laughs> All right. So now we're. So I guess we, we go to the police station. We're in the Monument Theater. Several police officers are walking around. Korndorf is standing around, watching you with rage. <laughs> I'm glad he's getting work done. I, I'm assuming Korndorf is at least part Sith. <laughs> uh, so, wait, we have to go talk to Sanfu? Is he going to yeah. be at the detention center or the police station? I think they said police station. Police yeah. station. Oh, okay. Cool. Sure is a bit quite in here. <laughs> Well, a lot more quite than usual anyway. We're being merciless. <laughs> Hello, sirs. I'm sorry to say that it is my duty to ask you to leave, unless you have a reason for being here. Dude, that guard sounded way more feminine than my guard. <laughs> Well, of course we have a reason for being here, you dunce. Why else would we? Um, we're here to question him on the murder last night. He's in... I can't keep that voice up. I'm really sorry, everybody. <laughs> Just em- embrace your true gender, guard. <laughs> Whichever it is. He's in questioning right now, but that badge you're wearing tells me you are probably the defense lawyer in Mr. Donna Frito's murder, right that's right, you nailed it. My name is Cliff Seven, attorney at law. And you are taking Miss Molyneux's case, right? That's correct as well. Good. Would you mind taking these cups? Your fingerprints are on them. And so we don't want unnecessary evidence taking up room, we only have enough space for the ones with Donna Fritos. How would these cups relate to me? They are the ones you drank out of. I figure you could use them again. Styrofoam doesn't decay in landfills, after all. Um, okay then. What a Environmental freak. commentary. Alright, the styrofoam cups are added to the court record. Woo. Woo. Hey, Clover, what's up? Oh, uh- good. Brad, you're out of questioning. Honestly, tell him something he doesn't know, Ed. Sorry to bother you, Brad, <laughs> but we need to ask you a few questions referring to the murder last night. Well then, ask away, dude. I actually, oh. <laughs> I love how 
like the the author realizes that he's just putting straight up like exposition in the dialogue and then he like has another character yell at the other one for doing that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny all right so we're in the police station and brad's awaiting our questions so um what should we ask him first about that night about the relationship with donna frito or the relationship with dot 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 hmm should we just start with the top and work our way down? All right. Yeah, we'll save the best for last. I'm curious uh, about what that last one's about. All right. That night. On the night of the murder, where were you, Brad? I was with you, dude. Don't you remember? Or did you bump <laughs> your head or something? Don't you remember? <laughs> I'm not good with voices, people. <laughs> not. I don't even try. We're straining my abilities here. Dude, we are trying so hard. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I was hoping for something a bit more. Alright, so next question. Mm. What was your relationship with Mr. Donafredo? Not much. I worked with the guy, but I didn't really know him too well. Hmm. This is the worst interrogation ever. Nice. Alright. While I was questioning Jenny, something seemed to come up. Oh yeah? Uh, what? She said that you had given her something. Something that you wouldn't give to a random person. Mm Hmm. Um, uh... Beep, 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 beep! The watch says you just did it. What the? Clover, the watch! But he hasn't said anything yet. How could he be lying? I don't know, but I didn't originally design it to be a lie detector, you know. Well, what did you design it for, then? There's this old tale about a famous lawyer with a keen heart for getting to the bottom of things. It is said he had a sidekick, a girl from a faraway village. That girl had something, a stone, that could actually let you see when people are trying to hide something. It let you see into their hearts. It is said that this was the key to his success. What? I originally tried to design an invention with that had the same function, but I could never get it to work, so I settled for a lie detector. So you think this watch can see into people's hearts and minds? This is quite a twist here. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. expecting that. <laughs> Maybe when the watch malfunctioned in the detention center, something kicked in and it reverted to its original purpose. It, with apostrophe yes, but something had changed. It worked this time. Wow, so what does this beeper mean? Well, right now I'm hoping it means Sanfu is something he's trying to hide and that watch is the only thing that might break him. If the watch actually works, the beeping is how many locks are on his secret. If you break them all, you will have your answer. What on earth are you people talking about? Magic? Um, anyway, it's true that I gave her the key, but then something changed. And what exactly was this change? Beep, 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 beep. Well, it's... It's personal, you know? 
it's no good. I don't have any evidence to prove anything yet, and time for investigating is almost up. It's probably nothing too important anyway. It was just the key. It was the key to his heart. Oh. That's what he really gave her. Okay, Mr. Sanfu. I have one last question for you. Shoot. Was anyone else besides you, Mr. Donafrito, on duty that night? Well, we don't get a lot of customers that late, but there were a few. And how many of them had keys to the staff room? All of them, but none of them entered the staff room that night. Oh. Darn it, but this at least has put a possibility on the table. Now, if only Brad knew which ones... What were their names? I don't know which ones were on duty that night. We have a lot of employees, and everyone is eligible for the night shift. Darn, so close. Well, that's the last of my questions, then, Mr. Sanfu. No problem, dude. <laughs> um, damn it. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Dan. Tomorrow? In court, I suspect Korndorf will have you testify tomorrow, so I guess we'll see you on the witness stand. Oh, okay then. That's the voice I wanted. There we go. There you go. Mr. Sanfu, we have a few more (laughs) questions for you. Would you be so kind as to come with me? Sure, dude. See you guys tomorrow. Yeehaw. (laughs) So, Clover, what do we have left to do before the trial tomorrow? It seems like we haven't really done much of anything. What was that? Why did Sanford have those locks? What was he hiding about his relationship with Jenny? Clover! Exclamations! Huh? Oh, oh, sorry, Ed. I've got a couple more questions for Jenny, if you don't mind. No, but we better hurry. Visitor hours will be ending soon. Right, let's go. Alright, so... To the police station, and then... We go back to the to... detention center, because that's where Jenny is. Right. Right. Yeah. Jenny, there's... There's one more thing I need to ask you. Yes? <laughs> <laughs> it's about Mr. Sanfu. Yes? What happened to you two? Why did he trust you enough to let you see that key? Why does it matter? All that matters is that I don't have it now. Beep beep. Beep beep. <laughs> As I suspected, two locks on your heart. And I still don't have the evidence to open them. Darn. Oh well. I will be revealed tomorrow in court. Oh, Clover, I forgot to give you this. It's the key to the staff room. It's evidence, right? Oh, thanks, Jenny. I'll see you tomorrow. This is it. The truth will finally make sense. I don't think we're going to be able to examine the theater tonight. The police are swarming trying to find where the poison entered his body. Darn. Let's just hope we can manage in court tomorrow. Hopefully it'll be enough. And now so we, have we the... take the staff room key. Yeah. The next day, January 8th, 10.40 a.m., courtroom number five, defendant's lobby. This is it. Yep. My second time entering the courtroom. I'm not sure how to feel about that. 
Good luck, Clover. Thanks, Ed. I'll do my best. Hey, Mr. Clover! I wanted to tell you something about me and Brad. <laughs> the trial is starting. Will the defendant and the defending counsel please enter the courtroom? Whoops! The trial's starting. Sorry, Jenny, this will have to wait. Court is now in session for the trial of Mrs. Jennifer Molyneux. Are both the defending and prosecuting parties ready? The fence is ready, Your Honor. The judge has to be allowed, because he's the judge. Yeah. The prosecution is at a loss, Your Honor. What do you mean, Mr. Korndorf? I think I will allow my first witness to explain that, Your Honor. He will explain the crime as well. Oh, very well, then. Let's get your first witness to the stand. There is little time for small talk in the court of law. Oh, yeah. Get the jowls going. It's good. (laughs) Working up to it. Very well. The prosecution calls Detective Mulligans to the stand. Witness. Name and profession. What? No, please. No! I'm fine, alright, sheesh. The name's Detective Mulligan. I'm the homicide detective in charge of this case here. Excellent. Witness, testify to the court about the events that took place on that day, and also why we are so stumped. Well, I don't want to ruin the police department's reputation. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... Okay. That night at the theater, somebody was throwing a party. There were only two workers near where the party was taking place, Mr. Donafrito and Brad Sandfu. We checked our records, and neither of them had a reason to kill the other. At their party, there were only four people who did not work there. Three of them never got close enough to poison Mr. Donafrito, but the fourth one, Miss Molyneux, had. Sometime at the party... Mr. Donafrito somehow received poison into his body. The poison takes roughly 45 minutes to kill, and it doesn't show side effects. Now this is where we're stumped. We've checked everything, but it appears there's no way he could have eaten or drank to receive the poison. <laughs> wow, what a case. The poison has to be eaten or drunk, and yet... We hope Mr. Clover can find some sort of fault with this testimony so that the court may proceed. Unless, of course, the defense would like to surrender right now. No way. Very well, then. Mr. Clover, your cross-examination. Excellent. A surprise witness. This should open up some doors. See, if if real courts sounded like this, I would actually watch them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, to the cross-examination, it's got a nice little fancy-looking... Animated gif yeah. going. I was trying to decide whether to say gif or gif. <laughs> I, I'm a gif guy. Uh, I know some people are gif people, but... Alright. We have to put aside They are filthy people. We will not speak of them. <laughs> <laughs> a spit in your face. So we have a list of the things that Mulligan said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have... What to press and what to object to. So it's the same as before. But... Okay. 
Wasn't Donna Frito the one who ate the pepper and drank the punch? I thought so. Or was that the... Uh, or was that Sanfu? I think that was, might have been Sanfu. Shit. <laughs> We're not very good lawyers. I say that we object to number nine because we know that the dude drank something out of our cup which we have in our evidence. That is true. Oh, yeah, and it said it had his... Because uh, they gave us the cup because it had our it. fingerprints on it. Right. Okay. So object statement nine? Mm-hmm. With the styrofoam right. cup. Let's do it. Objection. Holy crud! Don't start to me like that. I nearly had a heart attack. What's the problem here, Mr. Clover? What? What does this mean? Clover! Could, could it be? Clover! Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know what this means, but here it goes. Uh, that there's one other place that I know that Mr. Donafredo could have received that poison from. But we checked everything. Right, you checked everything at the crime scene, but this piece of evidence you couldn't have checked because I took it with me. The poison could have been in my own styrofoam cup. Don't be ridiculous, Seven. Unless, of course, you are insisting that you put poison in your drink and gave it to him. Uh, no, no, that's not it. During the party, Mr. Donafredo had recently eaten a hot pepper from the dinner table, but he underestimated its spiciness. He ran over, stole my drink, and drank it immediately. He was in a rush when he did, so chances are his prince would have been speared. There is no way that Clover would have known that Miss Darfreo was run over to eat a pepper, <laughs> and so he probably did not poison his own punch. <laughs> but that means that the intended victim that night was you. At the sound of that, the crowd went into a complete uproar. Even the judge's <sighs> continued banging of his golden key was not enough. Finally, the judge was able to take back control with the use of a conveniently left in the lost and found air horn. <gasps> this trial has gone way past confusing. Straight to insane! Uh, it appears that we aren't looking for a motive to kill Mr. Donafrito after all. Even though he was the victim, the true target was Mr. Clover himself. Quickly, someone send a team. Get that styrofoam cup checked for poison. Meanwhile, it seems we have at least reached a verdict of, on the defendant. Wouldn't you agree, Mr. Korndorf? Why would she want to kill Mr. Clover? Objection! <laughs> well played, Mr. Seven. I'm afraid it was a little too well played, though, because you have just given us the one thing we needed to prove her guilt. A motive. Huh? What do you mean? Don't you remember Judge Nuremberger? A few weeks ago, Mr. Clover proved a certain someone's guilt in court. Miss Jennifer's father, in fact. The crowd once again went into an uproar. This time, the talking was quickly stopped by the judge's gavel. Enough, well, Mr. Seven. 
This case certainly has taken an unsuspected turn. Oh, my stars. <laughs> it appears Mr. Clover is still in shock. I will allow a ten-minute recess for defense to get their bearings. Thank you. Ten-minute recess. So do we actually stop on the show for ten minutes? They should go into, like, intermission. Say, like, hold music for ten minutes. There you go. Jeopardy music. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Mr. Seven? Oh, oh sorry. Mr. Seven? <laughs> Clover! What, what, what? Corndorf? What do you want? The judge asked me to come make sure that you were okay. If you wanted a replacement defense attorney, I told him you would probably rather die. Why did you tell him that? Why do you think? Alright, the whole revenge thing. I will be leaving back to the prosecution lobby if you don't mind. Not really. I don't get it. Why would someone want me dead? What could I have done to cheese him or her off? Did Jenny really do it for revenge? Was it Alan for some no- unknown reason? Did Ed try to do me in? Brad for some strange reason? Dang it, who was it? Clover, stop thinking to yourself. If you're going to keep slipping in and out of listening to people, maybe we should get a different attorney. Nonsense! Clover can find the truth. He's done it before. I guess you're right. I just don't get it, Ed. Who want me dead? I don't know, but look on the bright side. What bright side? Well, you've opened up more possibilities to the court. You haven't cleared any suspects yet, but you sure did make a few. Yeah, there's you, Jenny, Brad, Sanfu, or Alan. Uh, Clover, you're missing one suspect. Huh? Who? Um, well, there's always one more possibility. The possibility that Mr. Donofrito tried to kill you. That's absurd. I've never even met the man. Why would he want to kill me? Tell me, Clover, do any of the suspects have a reason to kill you? Well, at least any that you aren't defending? Think, Clover. You don't know anything yet unless you're defending a hopeless client. Hey! I'm still here, you know! Clover, you must always remember that there is always another possibility, another reason, because if nothing else, all you have to go on is the evidence and your mind. These are the only weapons against the lies. You got me there, Ed. Now the question is, what's going to happen next? Court is now reconvening. Please enter the courtroom. I don't know, but it looks like we're about to find out. Alright, let's go back in. <laughs> Once more into the breach. Court is now reconvening in the case of Jennifer Marino versus the state of Washington. Now there is a defense. Uh, sure. <laughs> now is the defense sure they have had enough composure to continue with the case at hand? You look quite distressed earlier. I'm sure the court would have no objection if you decide to add in the case over in the hands of another attorney. OBJECTION! Prosecution aside, I would understand if you decide to put the case into another attorney's hands. This mu- <coughs> Excuse me, it's very hard to be a judge. This must be very stressful to know 
that your own life was in jeopardy. The defense would like to continue with this case, Your Honor. Your honor. (laughs) 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 As you wish, Mr. Seven. Prosecution, your next witness, please. Because of the last upset, Your Honor, the prosecution has not had much time to find another witness. However, we are lucky that all the witnesses we need are actually here. In this courtroom. I see. Well, let's have a next witness, then. We would like to call to the stand Alan Lanigan, one of the few people who were at that party last night. Alright, let's bring Alan Lanigan to the stand. Was that a dig at Clover for not having many friends? Oh, Probably. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> a few minutes later... Witness, name, <laughs> and occupation. My name's Alan Lanigan, but I suppose you already knew that, Mr. Corridor. Why, yes, Alan, I did. It's a shame that not everyone here already knows it. And if I didn't ask that, I will get a mark on my perfect record in this court. Is he still in denial? What is your profession? Mr. Lanigan. Mm, various. <sighs> well, after the upset at the museum, I decided to quit my job there. It would be too awkward. Oh, I see. You want a cough drop or something, Mr. Corridor? I'm fine. All right. Well, I may have won that case, but the after effects have still followed me. Very well, then. Alan. Please testify to the court as to what you saw that night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. I don't know if I can give you any useful information at this point, though. But I'll tell you everything I saw. Alright, the night of the crime. That night I was going to the Monument Theater for Clover's birthday party. Everything had been going as normal. It was just a normal little party between us three friends with a food bar and the like. All three of us were having a good time. Even two of the staff had asked if they could join in too. At one time, I had seen Mr. Donafrida go over to the table and grab a few hot peppers. This was right after Clover had gone to get his punch. That reminds me, before Clover had gone to get his punch, I believe Mr. Sanford had been talking to Miss Jennifer. I think you know everything after that point, so there's not much more to say. (laughs) I see. I don't say much here, but the defense does have a right to cross-examine the witness if it so desires. The defense does, Your Honor. Sometimes you can find important clues in the most unexpected places. Oh, baby. Well, very well, then. (laughs) You may commence your cross-examination, wink, wink. Okay, so... Uh, like before, we can press statements, we can object to statements... Sanford was talking to Jennifer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Could we press anything instead of object? Yes. Let's see. We could press that she was talking. Maybe that would... Or maybe object to it and throw the key out. Like, did you see her give him the key? That seems like stretching, maybe. Yeah, let's let's ask more about number five. So let's press number five. 
So for you listeners, we're pressing the statement that Sanfu was talking to Miss Jennifer. Yeah. Hold it. Mr. Sanfu was talking to the defendant? Come to think of it, I think I do remember seeing her speaking to him. Hmm, the defendant talking to Mr. Sanfu. <laughs> I think we need to add testimony on this. I agree, Your Honor. I also agree, Your Honor. The witness also agrees, Your Honor. I also agree. Oh, hey, wait a minute. What's wrong with all the agreeing? We understand we have to call witness to testify to this. Mr. Condor, please call your witness. Of course, Your Honor. The prosecution would like to call Ms. Jennifer Molino, the defendant, to the stand. Bailiff, please bring her to the stand. I agree that I must do this, Your Honor. Stop that! <laughs> Sorry, right away. <laughs> oh my gosh. Witness, name, and occupation. <laughs> my name is Jennifer Molino. I am currently unemployed. Do you know why you were called to the stand, Miss Molino? No, I'm afraid not. Please testify to the court about what you and Mr. Sanfu had been talking about the day of the murder. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I never talked to Mr. Sanfu on the day of the murder. Objection! Our witness, Mr. Lanigan, claims that he saw you talking to him. Well, obviously he's lying. Objection. Sorry, Jenny, but both I and Ed remember you clearly talking to him. But, Mr. Clover, I didn't. Jenny, trust me. You said it yourself that you needed to tell me something about you, Mr. Sanfu. Anything you can say to me, you can say to the courthouse as well. Damn. All right, I'll take your word for it. Just don't say I didn't warn <laughs> <kill> you. <laughs> on that, number one, on that day, or I guess it was night at the time, it is true that I was talking to Brad. Number two, Brad had asked me if I had the thing. <laughs> Whoa. The baby? I told him I did, and he asked for it back. Number four, so I gave it to him. He took it and put the baby in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a pocket. <laughs> Next thing I know, he's walking toward the punch bowl. I believe he had briefly talked to Mr. Clover on the way over. So did he put the baby in the punch bowl? Oh. Anyone can put the baby in the punch bowl. <laughs> but did he throw the baby out with the bathwater? Oh. <laughs> Mr. Seven, what did Mr. Sanfu ask you about? He was oh, nothing. He was just asking if he could have some punch. I see, Mr. Seven. Your cross-examination, please. Okay. Uh, so we can press or object to any of those things I was saying. Mm. So. I feel like pressing on all of them. <laughs> can we press number two? Brad asked me if I had the thing. I'm going to press number four. Okay. <laughs> You always seem to know what to do with these, so. I, I kind of, because I want to know what it was that he he took. So I'm going to try that one. 
Uh, well, that's why I was pressing two. Okay. Okay. What was it? Huh? You called me? No, I mean, as in what he put into his pocket. What is it? You called me! What is it? I didn't ask you anything! No, I mean the it he put in his pocket. What is I it? I don't know! <laughs> Third base! Obviously, this is getting us nowhere. Um, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. We got a secret which links to a YouTube clip. Wait, we did? What? Yeah. Uh, oh. And Does it link to the Abbott and Costello bits? Yes. Because I would be stoked. Uh, so Very nice. We found a secret, guys. Oh, so it's like, a, like an Easter egg or something? That. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's why I was saying if we should press number two, because, like, he asked me if I had the thing, but we want to press, like, what the thing was. Okay. But I don't know if that's good logic, because I'm not good at this. Well, let's see what happens. All right, whatever. What is this thing you're talking about, Miss Jennifer? I plead! Hold it! (laughs) Isn't it obvious, Mr. Clover? Um, not really. I grade Master Seven. Obviously, the witness is referring to the poison. Objection. Where's your proof, Corndorf? What? You don't believe me? Well then, why don't you ask your witness? Okay. Jennifer, please tell the court. What was the thing you were talking to Mr. Samfu about? I, I, I plead the fifth. What? Ah, I told you, Mr. Seven, it's obvious. The witness won't testify as to what it is. So obviously, it is the poison. As much as I hate to say it, the prosecution is right unless Mr. Clover, your client, will testify that I'm afraid that I will have to find her guilty. Uh, it seems the defense has gone silent. Uh, Very well, I'm afraid. Uh, those circumstances of the trial, now is the time to hand down me verdict. Very well then, I'll approve this, but I'm afraid I have no choice. I'll find the defendant. Mr. Clover, there's something I need to tell you about me and Brad. Oh, it's a flashback. Yes. Miss Jennifer Molyneux. Mr. Sanfu wanted me to fetch something for him. Guilty. Objection. <laughs> what is the meaning of this? Sorry for my earlier science you were- Science? Silence, Your Honor, but I think I finally figured out something. Something very important. What? (laughs) Please, Your Honor, if you would just let the defense a few minutes in order to explain itself, then I assure you the truth may not be what it seems. Ludicrous, boulder dash, Um, I won't allow this in my courtroom. Ludicrous, like the rapper? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Mr. Coldorf, the defense has a right to make its case whether you like it or not. The truth must come out in the open one way or another. Why does it seem 
whenever I'm about to win a case where you're involved, you always object right before a verdict is hammered or keyed down. For one reason and one reason only, Mr. Korndorf, the truth must always come out in the end. Balderdash. The judge banged his golden key onto his desk. Mr. Korndorf, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, not that. This kind of. This, all your bullshit is making me not talk right. Oh, not allow this kind of childish, bloody behavior in me courtroom. You will attempt to find the truth and you will do it with pride or you will be put into the contempt of court. Very well, Your Honor. Jolly ho. Now then, Mr. Clover, I will allow you to present one piece of your evidence to prove. What thing Mrs. Molyneux presented to Brad? Should you fail, however, you can expect a swift penalty. Now then, present your case. Or as the author intended, present you case. Present you case. Alright, so take that. I will say this one more time. Isn't it obvious the thing she and Mr. Sanfu were referring to was obviously the poison. The key, the yeah. key yeah. The key. Alright, we use the key. The key is the key to our success. The key is the key. I do see. What is that, Mr. Clover? This key I received from Miss Molyneux just yesterday is the key to the staff room. The prosecution was aware of this. This is our original reason for suspecting Ms. Jennifer. Ms. Jennifer received this key from Mr. Sanfu, who apparently trusted her enough to lend it to her. He only asked her to fetch something for him from that room. Why would he trust her? At least trust her enough to let her borrow this. That's a pretty good question, I think. This is what Ms. Jennifer returned to Mr. Sanfu. This key is more than just a key to a staff room. This is the key to solving this whole case. <laughs> With that, the courtroom once again went into a ramble, both of minor confusion and one of excitement. It was quickly quieted by the judge's key banging. <laughs> key banging. <laughs> Jeez. I'm sorry for all the K-banging, Mr. Clover. I'm afraid I don't quite follow you. You have to explain court a bit more. Very well, Your Honor. But I'll do one up and let the witness explain exactly why she had this key. Uh, the court will allow this. Mr. Seven, please do be careful of your questions, though. Uh, a wrong statement will issue up quite a large penalty at this point in time. I understand, Your Honor. Excellent. Clover Seven, you may begin your questioning. I can do this. I just have to use this special device it gave me. Oh man, now it's time for the gadgets. Ding. Jenny, are you ready to answer some questions for me? I guess so. Remember, Jenny, you are under oath. Any line will be a strict burden on your innocence. You understand, right? Yes, Mr. Seven. Good. Okay, Miss Molyneux. This key? This is what you were giving back to Mr. Sanfu, right? Yes. 
That's right. Good. Second question. Why did Mrs. Sanfu trust you enough to lend this to you? Um, I'm just a trustworthy person. That's all. Beep. Beep. Mr. Seven, <laughs> is that your watch? Yes, but that's beside the point. Okay, here we go. Don't give me that bull of an answer, Jenny. We can all tell you in here why Mr. Sanford will lend you that key, and that reason is... The options are, you are previous co-workers, you are long-lost cousins, you used to go out. Cousins. I bet they used to go out. They were cousins who used to go out. <laughs> yeah, I bet they were dating. I'll go with that. Because hooking up in the staff room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's go with that one. The answer is obvious if you think about it. There's only one way he would trust you. In the time when you received the key, Mr. Sanfu and you had been dating. How? How did you? Beep. And again with that dumb watch. I'm right, aren't I? Well, yes, but still. But still what? Um, how did you know that we broke up? I didn't until just now, <laughs> when you admitted it. <laughs> Beep. Lock's broken. <laughs> Is that what the watch says? Yes. <laughs> Fine, I'll tell you the truth. Excellent. You probably should have told us this from the beginning, you know. As you know, me and Brad used to go out, but we broke up. But so what? What does it matter? <laughs> it doesn't prove I killed him, and it doesn't prove I didn't kill him. As much as I hate to say it, she's right. Just because she dated Brad doesn't mean she's either guilty or not. But it does prove you need to get him on the stand. Your honor, the prosecution calls Brad Sanfu to the stand. Very well, bailiff, make it be so. I agree that I should do this. Let it die already. Fine, she can't take a joke. Witness, name, and occupation. Is he Batman? Oh, he is totally Batman. Swear to me. <laughs> Put your hand on my heart. <laughs> my name is Brad Sanfu. I work at the Monument Theater. Would you please testify on your relationship with the defendant? Uh, but that's... Personal, you know? We all know that you were dating the defendant. Just testify on it. It's not the most difficult thing to do in the world. Fine, Mr. Smarty-Pants. I'll talk. You're damn right you'll talk. <laughs> My relationship with a defendant. Number one. Yes, it's true. Me and Jenny were going out for quite some time. Number two. And things were all going great until a few weeks ago. Number three, it really was the perfect relationship. My sweet little princess. Nothing can take her away from me. Number four, but then one day she broke up with me. Five, I wonder so now, why. So now I'm left alone to take on this lonely world. I'd do anything to get her back. 
Oh, well, that's so sweet, Mr. Seven. I expect results from this testimony. You know what happens to attorneys who try my patience. <laughs> the great key comes down to a nice penalty. I'll do my best, Your Honor. Okay, so now we have to cross-examine these five things. Hmm. Uh, press statement two. Maybe he has an idea of what went wrong, even though he's not saying. I might consider pressing four when he says she broke up with me, but he doesn't give any explanation. Maybe pressing two would be a better idea. I think you're right, Eric. And for you listeners, that was all things are, were going great until a few weeks ago. I'm kind of curious what happened that changed that. I kind of want to. I want to press that one. Should we object to number three and say she wasn't a sweet little princess? Ooh, with what evidence, though? That she's dumb. I think we should press <laughs> statement four. <laughs> she has cooties. <laughs> I think we should press statement four. All right, let's press four. Why did she break up with you? Well, you see, that's the thing. I don't know why. I'll add that to my testimony if you like. I'd like that very much. I yeah, cannot so get his damn voice down at all. All right, so. That's what I, that was, yeah, see, I figured, like, he might not know why that's. Oh, hey, do you see the option to press statement six down at the bottom there? Yeah, now we can press statement oh, six. Oh, let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. I don't buy it. Wouldn't it seem a bit strange if she didn't even tell you why she broke up with you? Um, I guess. This guy's hiding something. I'm still saying number two is in the right direction. Because all things are going great until a few weeks ago. That would give some idea of what started to happen that caused the breakup. Let's try it. Oh, what happened a few weeks ago? Well, try being quiet, you lug. I was getting to that. Or quite. (laughs) Or quite. Quite, yes. I was try being quite. Wait, so that gives nothing, though. That gives nothing at all. Okay, so number two, he says, all things were going great until a few weeks ago. But then he says it was the perfect relationship, which contradicts what he just said, which was like stuff was not going great. I'm going to try objecting to things and... Using evidence. But I don't know what. Oh, we need evidence, don't we, to object? Yeah, we yeah. need. Oh, I forgot. Ugh. Maybe the poison was in the styrofoam cup itself, and she was really big on the environment, and he wasn't, and then that caused issues with their relationship. So we could object that their relationship was fine with the evidence <gasps> of the styrofoam, styrofoam cup. I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> okay, what do we do? I had to fill the air there, sorry. Okay, so we're going to object to statement six in that she doesn't know why, he doesn't know why she broke up with him. Because remember what happened a couple weeks ago? We kind of put her oh, father yeah. in jail. Shit. Oh, so yeah. you object. And you use Alan Lanigan's profile. Damn, girl. Because that is the evidence that says that we kind of just put her father in jail. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Objection. Huh? 
You know perfectly well why she broke up with you, Mr. Sanfu. No, no, I do not. Oh, really? Because I think she broke up with you because there was a certain change in her life. Um, no. Oh, yes. She broke up with you because she had just lost her father. G- uh, no way! Well, then, let's ask your girlfriend, then, shall we? Uh. <laughs> hey, Jenny, why did you break up with Brad? He was such a nice guy, after all. <laughs> Sorry, that was just a great interpretation of exclamation. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of amazing. <laughs> because it was a very emotional time for me, and Brad completely ignored it, as if it didn't exist. He was so insensitive. You see, not even your ex-girlfriend will lie for you anymore. No, no. Aunt Brad, didn't you just say that you would do anything to win her back? Well, yeah, but... So you admit that you would even go to murder to win her back? No! <laughs> Objection! Mr. Seven, you are forgetting... Mr. Sanfu never even got close enough to the victim to poison him. That may be, but remember, Condor, this piece of evidence. The key? The styrofoam cup. The cup? <laughs> the cup is the key. The cup this is, is the, the most, key. like, helpful styrofoam cup ever. <laughs> we use the styrofoam cup. Uh, let me remind you all, this piece of styrofoam proves I was the intended target that night, not Mr. Donafredo. Oof. Ladies and gentlemen, it is at this time that the defense accuses Brian, Brad Sanfu of murder. Wait! You still don't have any proof. Hmm, he's right, Clover. Evidence is all that matters in the court of law. Darn. They're right. But I know this man's guilty. He's hiding it under a poof of smoke and mirrors. If you don't have any evidence that can back up your claim, Clover, I'm afraid this court is going to draw to a close. He's right, you know. Ed. Well, unless you know of a better solution, Clover, I'm afraid Jenny's done for. You know the law. If... There's really there's T H E I R S. Oh my god. Really? That's not even a fucking word. <laughs> Sorry. If there's more evidence that Jenny is guilty than not, even just a little, she's guilty. Wait a minute, Ed. You just gave me a great idea. Your Honor, the defense has one further thing to add to this court. And what would that be? Yes. What seven? You're not honestly going to tell me you think Brad is guilty unless you have some sort of proof. That's just it. I do. What ah, a bloody hell. Fine. I shall let you humor us, Clover. Tell me, what could you possibly have that might disprove the following? <laughs> Not only is there an S, but it's also hyphenated for some reason. Yes. I love it. And then there's a random unattributed quote. (laughs) There is nothing in the court record that can prove Jenny's innocence. You're right. There is nothing. Ding. 
voice of God. You're right, Condor. There's absolutely nothing in the court record that can prove her innocence. Oh, getting cozy, are we? Really, our, not our. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Don't worry. Understand. Um, <laughs> but it looks like Jay is guilty after all. Hold it. I didn't say I was finished. Question mark? <laughs> You're right. There's nothing that can prove Jenny's innocence. But still, one thing bothers me. What exactly kind of evidence do you have against Jenny, Condor? Isn't it obvious we have... Oh, wait. No. You disproved that. Um, how about that? Oh, wait. <laughs> um, we have a clear motive for trying to kill you. But remember the law. You can't convict to a death sentence based off just off motive. And besides, Brad Snafu has a motive too. But, as we all know, our court proceedings, apostrophe yes of course, can only last three days. <laughs> Today is the first day, and we should have this all wrapped up in two days. I will give each of you a two-let time to get further evidence to prove your case. Jenny, will you be staying in the detention center till then? That's not a question, that was a statement. I just said it wrong, sorry. What about Brad? <laughs> what about him? He's not on trial, Mr. Seven, only Jenny. Does anyone have anything further to say? Mm. Everyone says dot dot dot. Very well, court is adjourned. Epilogging. So, we failed. Nothing ever comes to a perfect end, does it? That's the way it felt today. Two days, that's how long we had to get evidence, and that's how long Brad Snaf Sanfu had to escape. We never saw him again. Idiots. All of them. I got Jenny off the hook. After all, oh, I should be doing this in a stupid accent. <laughs> <laughs> After all, when one witness takes off running, you can bet your chickens he's guilty. But it don't matter that Jenny was afraid of me, because I know, somewhere out there, there's a man getting away with murder, an attempted murder, of me. In life, it don't matter if you save a girl. If you let that villain get away, you're as guilty as he is. Maybe, maybe I'm just not cut out to be an attorney. You're rank C. You might have saved the girl, but you let the bad guy get away. Great going. Maybe you should head back to law school. Try again. Think harder. You can do it if you try hard enough. And we have a, uh, a password. Ooh. Lucky. The password is lucky. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we passed. We did pass with the C. That's a passing grade. A C is a pass. And they did end on try your best and you can do it. That's a very right. encouraging message for all of our listeners. We did our best. We did our best. We did our best. If you want to do your best on this story, you can play it on chooseyourstory.com. And again, that's Clover 7 Ace Attorney, Episode 2, The Party Killer Turnabout by Silverman. And don't forget, you need the password court, as in courtroom, yes. in order to play it. 
If you have a funny voice you like to talk in, tell us on our Facebook page, <laughs> facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast. Uh, you will also know as soon as we post new episodes as well. Or uh, that'll also happen, I suppose, if you are uh, subscribed to our podcast on iTunes. I think they just download automatically, right? I think that's I think how so. it works. And, uh, of course, our name is Go Your Own Way to search for us under the podcast section. Please let us know what you think of our fun, fun voices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. goodness. Absolutely. My character next time is definitely going to be Korndorf. Nice. <laughs> no matter what story you Please play. do it. Yeah, no. That voice is so much fun. <laughs> I'm just going to do that the whole time. <laughs> it was, it was, I will admit it was hard. When you have to voice like three characters at once and they're all talking back and forth to each other. Yeah. That gets interesting. <laughs> we'll leave you until next time. Uh, if you have suggestions for other stories for us to play, just tell us on Facebook or whatever. And um, you'll hear us next time. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Goodbye. For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>